Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. It's Halloween season, so why not consider a visit to the Bavarian Inn of Frankenmuth for an authentic German-style chicken dinner topped off with a hocus-pocus seasoning. Michigan's Upper Peninsula will be the star attraction of an upcoming national TV show called The Greenway Outdoors. Detroit's restaurant scene is cooking up a storm, and the Prime Concepts Group is a big reason for the success. And Michigan's adventure has extended the season to include time to trick or treat. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and I sure am happy to be back with you again this week as we explore the really interesting places, the really interesting people, and the really interesting things you get to do when you travel around Michigan, especially at this time of the year. It's a great time of the year to travel. Actually, my favorite time of the year, uh, the kids are back in school. It's a little bit quieter. You have deals all over the place. And you get to go to beautiful places like Frankenmuth as you travel around. Let's head there to start out the program today, uh, specifically to the Bavarian Inn, where we find Amy Zender Grassi. How you doing, Amy? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Doing okay. And you're the president of the Bavarian Inn restaurant. But for those who have never been to Frankenmuth or or just to Bavarian Inn, perhaps. Can you give us a little rundown on the entire Bavarian Inn, uh, which includes the inn itself? Sure. So our our family, um, it's, it's my family's business, and um, we're in the fourth generation. We have a restaurant that also has shops in the lower level, um, and then we have a hotel, conference center, and um Family Fun Center at the Bavarian Inn Lodge. And then we are situated in the beautiful town of Frankenmuth. So there is so much to do. Um, we have two of the largest independent restaurants in the country here and um, lots of quaint shops. And it's a beautiful time to visit Frankenmuth in the fall. It sure is. And, and I know you you don't build Bavarian Inn as a water park, but uh, you were the, the first hotel with uh, really major water features in the uh, the pool area. And it's just really great. I mean, it's such a great place for families or for couples or for seniors because all of Frankenmuth is that way. It's just a great town, and Bavarian Inn plays such an important role there. What can you tell us about the Bavarian Inn restaurant and, and why it's so special? Uh, well, we are most famous for our family-style chicken dinners, um, and we have 1,200 seats in our restaurant. So we're a big restaurant, but we also have lots of little um, niche areas as well. So we have a dining room that is a little bit uh, more casual, and that is called Michigan on Main, where we really celebrate and promote all the great Michigan products uh, throughout our state. And then in our lower level, we have um, six different uh, shops, gift shops and chocolate shops, a bakery. Um, our full production bakery makes 
um, pastries and breads for our dining rooms, but also um, in for our bakery that you can take home with you. Um, so lots just in our in our building here to enjoy. And then of course we're right on Main Street, so you can enjoy the whole town. Um, while you visit us as well. Yeah, it really is. It's just such a great place. And what I always tell people is to give your little, give yourself a little time to just wander through Bavarian Inn because there are a lot of turns here and there and fun hallways. And then before you know it, here's a nice little shop or, you know, uh, you know, pastry area or whatever. It's, it's just fantastic. And I know at the restaurant itself, you do things like you do bourbon dinners, you do uh, princess luncheons, special things like this. And at this time of the year, I'm hearing you're doing something tied in with Halloween. What is that? Yes. Well, we actually have two events that are kind of tied in with Halloween. We have a Hocus Pocus Sanderson Sisters event, and we also have a murder mystery event that is happening in October. Now, I've never seen the movie Hocus Pocus, so I'm assuming the Sanderson Sisters are the ladies in that movie. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay, so witches, and, and so what is the event uh, like? So it's a first-time event for us, and we have we work with a group of really talented um, dancers and singers, and they do a show um, as the Sanderson Sisters, and then there's photo opportunities. We, of course, serve a, a chicken luncheon plate, um, there's, uh, you know, just little activities for children, um, little take-home giveaways, um, just kind of a, a neat time to, and, and we do encourage guests to, to dress up if they want to dress up. I know with those princess luncheons, obviously you encourage uh, the kids to come all, all dressed up and it's kind of a fantasy uh, opportunity for them. So in this case, the whole family dressing up for Halloween. Yes. Now, what is the other event and, and that you have going? The other event is our um, murder mystery event. So um, that is happening on October 27th. And that is more in an adult um, event where you help solve the murder mystery. That's fun. I love those things. I've done it a couple of times. Always a, a good time. So when you come to Frankenmuth for these uh, either Halloween events or any time of the year, uh, something tells me you'll, you'll recommend that people stay at the Bavarian Inn Hotel. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and um, uh, and I, I know this is a busy time of the year, but can we still get rooms? Oh, yes. So we go Certainly to the... Uh, just go to our website. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the, the, the main website for everything, you know, the Bavarian Inn restaurant, the hotel, and uh, all the other attractions that make up what we know as, uh, know as the Bavarian Inn, the website is Bavarian Inn. Dot com. Pretty simple, but really important. You go there, plan your trip out in advance because Frankenmuth, they call it Fun Town USA. It's a it's a small town, but there's a lot going there all throughout the year. Uh, you know, Bronner's is just down the street. You know, the biggest Christmas store in the world. You have so many other cool things in the area. So you'll get some information about the community when you go to that website and make sure you do that in advance and, and do a little planning in advance just so you know what you can expect and enjoy a really good time uh, at the Bavarian Inn and in Frankenmuth. So that website again is BavarianInn.com and our thanks to Amy Zender Grassi for being with us today. There's a, a new TV show uh, coming up pretty soon featuring the Upper Peninsula. We'll tell you about that next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Loving this time of the year. I hope you are as well. I hope you're getting outside. Because if there's one thing Pure Michigan is known for, it's our abundance of nature and natural experiences that you get to enjoy all throughout the state. You know, it doesn't matter if you are in the Upper Peninsula, where, of course, you know, you're in the middle of, you know, God's country, as they say. It truly is the purest of pure Michigan. Or if you're in a a big city like Detroit, because even in our big cities, just look around you. You're going to find really great outdoor experiences in your own backyard. That's the great thing about this state. And something tells me one of the reasons why uh, a new TV show uh, came about uh, being born out of Michigan from a fellow by the name of Kyle Green. He is the CEO and host of the Greenway Outdoors show. Kyle, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So the uh, the TV show um, is uh, uh, on the History Channel, I understand? Yes, sir. Yeah, we're on Saturdays. Every, uh, every Saturday in September, we've got two episodes back-to-back on Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fantastic. Well, we'll get into the, the show in just a little bit, but uh, I, I really am interested <laughs> in finding out um, how you, uh, you, you went about creating the show. What was your inspiration? You grew up in Michigan, right? That's right. Yeah. My, uh, my dad took me ice fishing as a kid in Michigan. He took me deer hunting as a kid. He took me squirrel hunting as a kid. So I got kind of dipped into the outdoors that is Michigan at a very young age. And honestly, it was the highlight of my childhood. When I look back at all my best memories, it's going up north to Kalkaska, Michigan, and going trout fishing and getting lost on streams and seeing bears and catching brook trout. And that's where I really fell in love with the outdoors. Yeah, I did the same thing with my dad. And I I, I would tell him later in life uh, that I'm sure I was such a disappointment because unlike you, I never became a real enthusiast with hunting and fishing and all those things. I love being outside. I love hiking and and uh, mountain biking and running uh, through our beautiful uh, areas in pure Michigan, but never did um, the stuff that, that you do a lot on this TV show. So uh, whereabouts did you grow up? I grew up in Madison Heights, Michigan. So I went to Lamphere High School. That's, uh, if, you, if you know the roads here in Michigan, you'd say it's like 12 mile in Campbell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then uh, where, where did you generally, as you were growing up, where did you go hunting? Where did you go fishing? Yeah, so we went up to all over in northern Michigan, but uh, I grew up hunting in an area called Mesick, Michigan. It's in Wexford County, um, and that's where I cut my teeth in deer hunting. Um, a really good family friend, Pete Tomio, owned property up there, and uh, he invited me up with my dad to, to learn the ropes, and that's where I cut my teeth in deer hunting. And then I did a ton of fishing in Kalkaska, Michigan, because that's where we go every year for our family vacation. We'd stay at a uh, cabin there on a lake called Manistee Lake. Not the big Manistee Lake that everyone knows, mm-hmm. but the one in Kalkaska. Um, so we would stay there and then I would take my bike and go get lost trout fishing and, and learning the ropes that way. And, um, you know, even though you've got places like Bald Mountain, you know, and things like that farther south, those hunting opportunities as well, where I'd go out and squirrel hunt and that sort of thing. That's cool. So now your TV show uh, takes advantage of uh, all those experiences you had as a, a younger young person and uh, all those those great things you did here in Michigan when you were younger. Um, it, it's on the History Channel, as you say, and I know you have an upcoming segment which features the Upper Peninsula, but during the rest of the season, do you go all over the country then? Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's basically the entire company is comprised of all my best friends. 
and then we get together and we go, what would be fun to go do? And then we come up with an idea and a game plan to go get it, and then we just go film it. <laughs> That's pretty much the the level of uh, um, you know ideas that go into how we come up with everything. But yeah, so we like right now we're getting ready. We're going to Maine to black bear hunt, and then after that we're going to Roswell, New Mexico to pronghorn antelope hunt. And the reason why we're going to New Mexico is because uh, one of the guys on the team is an alien nerd, and he's always wanted to go to Roswell. So <laughs> we found a way to go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, it, it, that works too, doesn't it? So is the show uh, kind of an educational show in in that you show people how to do things, or is it is it more like just kind of an inspirational show <laughs> where you see um, you and your, your buddies doing what, what they do, and, and you, you hope to inspire people to get outside? Well, the big portion of this was, you know, I, like I said, I grew up in Michigan. 60% of hunting and, hunting and fishing licenses are sold to white males over the age of 55 in mm, Michigan. Yeah. And the problem is that's what pays for our species sustainability efforts. That's what pays for our anti-poaching efforts, all of our fish stocking, uh, the sustainment of our natural resources, our clean water, which obviously we have the Flint water crisis here, which is being solved by the sale of duck hunting licenses. So these, these t- sorts of things are very important, yet that demographic was so old. So the reason why we created this entire platform is to inspire millennials and Generation Z in order to go out and do it themselves. So we have these big adventures, these big, exciting things. But like you said, we focus on the education as well, teaching people. Like if the one we did in uh, northern Michigan in the UP, we're trout fishing, and that's going to air the last Saturday here in September. We go out trout fishing in northern Michigan. We show them all the different landmarks and cool places to go. We went to Kitchity Kippy. We went to Pictured Rocks. We went cliff jumping off of black rocks and we caught fish and we showed you how to cook them. And we kind of took you along on that journey and hopefully to inspire the interest in, you know, the younger generations to say, wow, I want to go on that journey too. And then they pick up their hunting or fishing license. They buy that gear. And when they buy outdoor equipment, there's a self excise tax in there that also goes to benefiting the natural resources. So kind of the whole idea of this is try to backfill the 60, you know, 55 and older males that are buying the licenses now that won't be here forever to try and backfill those numbers so that we can always have clean water and forests and natural resources because we're only about 10 years away from losing 60% of that funding. And if you think it's not a lot of funding, the outdoor industry makes up 3% of our GDP, 3%. So that's more than oil. <laughs> so it's very, very important to this country, but it's very, very important to our natural resources. And if we want animals and you know different things in the future, clean forests, clean water, then we absolutely need to sell more hunting and fishing licenses. So the show takes people on journeys, teaches them how to go out and do it themselves, and it's filmed in a reality show-style format. That way they can relate to it, and uh, hopefully it'll hit that audience. Well, I, I'm glad you're you're trying to reach out to a more diverse audience. I was just at the Outdoor Center in Detroit uh, a few days ago and uh, talking to some of our DNR friends, and they were saying that one of the reasons they built this really cool outdoor center on the Detroit Riverfront the award-winning riverfront, is that they really want to inspire young people, especially young African-American boys and girls, to get outside and not just be in the city. We have such a diverse state. It would be great to have all of us see both our cities and our natural areas. And that's one of the reasons why that came about. So the the Upper Peninsula show coming up in just a couple of days. Uh, I'm I'm glad you went to Kitchity Kippy as well. Uh, any other places specifically we should look look for? Yeah, I, the, I'll tell you what. Black Rocks and Marquette yeah. is a really cool place to go, and we went cliff jumping there. And it's funny, it's like no matter what, the camera never makes it look as extreme as it was. But when you're jumping off like a 25 foot cliff, 
your heart skips a little bit, and that water is cold, but man, is it beautiful. Yeah, I hope you, you did that filming like in the summertime, because this is not the time to be jumping in to that water. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We did it in the hardest summer. I think we filmed that in July. Yeah, it's a beautiful place, though, that Presque Isle Park in Marquette. Truly beautiful any time of the year. And I would encourage you to go back there in the wintertime and just check it out. Uh, I don't know if you can do any fishing or anything from there, but you could do some some maybe mountain biking through that area or fat tire biking. It's really a beautiful area, as is so much of the Upper Peninsula. So I'm glad that you're featuring the Upper Peninsula in just a few days. Be looking for the listings on the History Channel. Look for the TV show called The Greenway Outdoors Show. And there you go. You're going to be able to see uh, Kyle Green, who you just heard from, uh, and his friends exploring Michigan's Upper Peninsula. And then look for the show uh, throughout the rest of the year, those uh, weekend mornings, because um, if you're if you're a hunter or a an angler, uh, I think these are the types of shows not only that will inspire you to get back out there and get those hunting and fishing licenses that Kyle talked about that support our preservation of our natural areas in Michigan. But it's also a great opportunity to be with your friends and family and uh, just truly appreciate Pure Michigan's absolute beauty. Our thanks to Kyle Green for being with us. The website for more information, thegreenwayoutdoors.com. We were just talking about Detroit a minute ago. We're going to find out what's happening in the restaurant scene there next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. And if it's been a while since you have visited a restaurant in Detroit, let me tell you, you are going to really enjoy your next visit to uh, one of the Detroit restaurants. Uh, You know, when COVID hit, COVID hit every community and really hit the restaurant trade. And and I have to tell you, uh, not only was I Uh, concerned about the travel industry, would we bounce back? But I was specifically concerned about restaurants. They were the uh, the hardest hit sector within the leisure sector of any part of our economy. But it's exciting to see them come back. And in Detroit, man, oh man, there are some great restaurants popping up. I was just recently at um, one of the, uh, the new Detroit restaurants. I was so impressed that I asked our producer if we could uh, talk to the folks behind uh, the restaurant I visited. Uh, The company they uh, operate is called Prime Concepts Detroit, and we're going to talk to Stoli Liti, who is with Prime Concepts Detroit, to find out what's happening there. Stoli, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much for having me part of this program. You betcha. Uh, Wonderful program. Now, you are the food and beverage operating partner, right? That is correct, yes. Yeah. Now, obviously, it doesn't sound uh, that you grew up in my neighborhood. Where, where did you come from? Uh, so I'm originally from uh, Tirana, Albania, which is the uh, capital. Tirana is the capital of Albania. I uh, moved in the States at a young age of uh, 17 years old to come and pursue higher education, which I completed uh, uh, my bachelor's degree in finance 
from Wayne State University. I was going to say, most people, when they go to college these days, they go into something different, but that you, you stayed in in the uh, kind of the business development area. And and boy, oh boy, you and your partners, um, it, it's it's really impressive of what I've, I've heard you've been doing. And I have to tell you, I love the accent, by the way. It's the only reason I needed to ask where you were from. Oh, so, thank you. <laughs> so, so tell me um, how, how this company came about and are you relatively new? Um, this company came about um, um, about, I would say, uh, five years ago, five to six years ago, uh, when we acquired our second location in West Bloomfield. Uh, my journey started as a um, managing partner of uh, Prime 29 Steakhouse in West Bloomfield. Um, that's where we get the Prime name into um, our hospitality group. Um, Prime Concepts Detroit, um, and um, we are still running strong. Uh, we just celebrated our 11-year anniversary about a month ago. Um, so the journey started there. Uh, we saw a lot of potential in the West Bloomfield area and also um, a demand for more dining. We were hearing often that people were traveling outside the area to um, other uh, wonderful cities. Uh, in Michigan, but uh, we thought there was an opportunity to capture them um, in West Bloomfield. So we opened our second location, which is uh, Nara um, Hibachi and Japanese Steakhouse, uh, where we also serve some wonderful sushi right across the street from Prime 29. And um, that's how Prime Concepts, with the success of Nara after a few years being in business, now uh, being open for six years, that's where um, the prime concepts Detroit idea started to flourish. Well, you know, and, you know I, I have to tell you, Stoli, that, that I love Detroit-style chili dogs. I love, you know, which are, uh, we don't call them that, um, we call them Coney dogs, but I also love Detroit-style pizza. But these restaurants are are, are far from the uh, kind of casual dining, uh, really higher-end, really high-quality, uh, really special places atmospherically and food quality wise it's exceptional uh, thank you so much so uh, prime 29 steakhouse would, uh, even uh, though um, it's a very very casual feel um, we try to make people feel at home um, it is a uh, i would say our um, higher end uh, staple uh, restaurant uh, prime 29 steakhouse uh, Nara is um, hibachi and sushi. Um, it's the teppanaki cooking in front of you from our hibachi chefs. And then we also have a wonderful lounge um, as well where we serve a uh, menu that is more predominantly with shareable items and uh, sushi. Um, Nara is also flourished in the community because it welcomes different types of groups. Uh, it welcomes families. They can bring their kids and enjoy the hibachi show, um, you know, uh, office uh, gatherings, uh, friends getting together, birthday parties, any type of uh, celebration. You know, people enjoy having dinner with a show. Yeah, and that's then, what it uh, is. It, it yeah. is dinner and a show. It, it's really fun. I, I was just recently at your... Um, what do you call it? Asian Fusion Restaurant in Detroit? I don't recall the name of it though. So 
uh, Pao is the name. Uh, yeah. Pao uh, means escape. Uh, the it's the uh, we stand in the lobby of the 1928 uh, RK Oriental Theater. Uh, we built a mezzanine, but over there it's an escape because it's an escape not just in time, but it's an escape in culinary um, and ambiance. Um, Bao is um, a wonderful uh, restaurant that also provides a supper club um, ambiance. Um, in the late hours uh, after 9, 10 o'clock p.m. Uh, to where we have a DJ. So a lot of our guests um, enjoy our culinary uh, during the early times up to 9 p.m. And then um, the ones that come later, they ha- they enjoy some wonderful uh, songs from our uh, uh, live DJs, uh, live performances, uh, strolling artists, um, and so forth. So uh, Powell, just a, an escape. Well, and we hear it from a lot of people. We feel like we're not in Detroit. Yeah, we feel like we're in Miami. We feel like exactly. we're in Chicago. So, um, so we're proud to bring something like that, something unique to Detroit. Really is unique. And in fact, uh, I ate uh, with our group at the kind of the front dining room area and didn't even see the back room area until we were done. We just walked through it. What a unique place! I didn't know what the building had been, but I love the fact that you've you know, used repurposed space for this great restaurant. Do you have any other restaurants that are part of your chain? Um, so um, part of our hospitality group, uh, we have Wabik uh, Country Club. Um, it is a private uh, members club. Um, and then we just opened a one-year-long project of love and care uh, in the West Bloomfield area, which is uh, Aurora Italiana, which is our uh, first uh, in our portfolio, Italian restaurant, um, and we're we're so pleased to um, introduce it to the community, uh, introduce it to also our guests that travel far away to come visit us at our other locations, or to new guests that have never been to any of our properties. Uh, just uh, we got our inspiration from um, the Amalfi Coast Capri Positano area mm, yeah. uh, with this concept. Uh, to where, even though um, it sounds luxurious, is uh, is just very um, very uh, approachable. Uh, we wanted to bring, which we also carry in the other restaurant, but we wanted to bring to the market the simplicity and love that stands beside, behind Italian cuisine, and we really wanted people to feel, our guests to feel, as they were walking into their home. Um, and uh, be part of a night out with a family. So um, that's what Aurora is all about. It's about, you know, sharing memories, sharing love, being together, eating great food, drinking good wine. Um, And I would say we really um, thought about this concept, and what we wanted to bring to the community was also um, value um, mm. and, and Italian cooking because it's so creative gives you the opportunity to cre- give some give some value uh, give, do a value men- uh, value driven menu so um, it's uh, Aurora Aurora Italiana in uh, West Bloomfield you also have your original Prime 29 Steakhouse you have that Nara yeah. Hibachi and you have Pau how is Pau spelled I forget oh 
I knew it was a unique spelling. And, and yeah. I have to tell you, the restaurant was unique. I look forward to checking out the entire portfolio of Prime Concept, Concepts Detroit. Truly impressive. You need to check it out yourself. The website is primeconceptsdetroit.com. And our thanks to Stoli Leedy for being with us today. Well, that's the thing about restaurateurs and hospitality people. Uh, they really love what they do, and you can really hear that. You can really hear that from Stoli. I love the fact that these great restaurants are popping up back in our cities because, as I think I mentioned at the very beginning, we need to get people back to our cities. As you look at the recovery of the travel industry in Michigan and all throughout the country, we're doing well in natural areas. But we do need to get people back to our city. So I hope you get there. Check out Prime Concepts Detroit. We're going to head to Muskegon next to find out what's happening at Michigan's Adventure at Halloween season. Here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. If you have kids, you probably know about this place we're going to next. And no, I'm not talking about Cedar Point down there in Ohio. It's an awesome place, but we want you to stay here in Pure Michigan as much as we can have you do that. And and here's the thing. We have a really incredible amusement park just north of Muskegon, my hometown. It's actually owned by the same folks who own uh, Cedar um, Cedar Park. What is it called? Cedar Point. Cedar Point. There we go. Let me try that again. <laughs> Jeez. It's actually owned by the same people who own Cedar Point. Uh, this is called Michigan's Adventure. And if you've not been there before with your kids, you need to go next season because it's a really great uh, place. We're going to tell you about some new things happening this fall, though, in just a little bit. Before we do that, let's bring in Lori Ballenbach. She is the Communications and Brand Activation Manager with Michigan's Adventure. And Lori, I want you to tell everybody about Michigan's Adventure during the warm weather months and what you offer there first. Well, Michigan's Adventure actually offers something for everyone. I mean, we offer an amusement park and a water park during the summer. Um, Our amusement park has seven roller coasters. We have Camp Snoopy, which is an area just for young children to ride with adults. Um, We have flat rides, we have thrill rides, and then our water park has three wave pools. We have the Funnel of Fear. We have a children's area called Half Pint Paradise. So we truly are looking to offer that family experience. No matter what the age, you should be able to find something here to enjoy. It really is great. And, you know, the tagline for years has been two parks in one. I don't know if you're really technically using that anymore, but I'll never forget that. Uh, Actually, just a couple weeks ago, because, as you know, I live in the Muskegon area, uh, had some friends of mine bring their kids from the Detroit area, and they specifically went to Michigan's Adventure, which I was really thrilled about. They had the time of their life. We had dinner that night. Those kids were wiped out because they had had such a great time uh, enjoying the park. So it really is a great uh, place. Um, Do you offer already uh, season tickets for next year? We do. Um, actually, currently, if you buy next year's season pass, you can also visit the rest of this year during our special event. 
So it's a little bit of extra bonus if you buy now for next year. And we're going to talk about that special event next, so it's good to know. Get that um, 24 season pass, and you're going to get into this really cool thing that we get to tell you about called Tricks and Treats. And, you know, I've been around Michigan's Adventure forever. I'd never heard about this. Is this your first year? This is our first year. We are super excited. So tell us what's going to happen here. I know it's the weekends uh, going through October 15. So what's going to happen there? Well, on Saturdays and Sundays, um, families can come to the park. They can come in costume. We would love to see what they come up with as a family-friendly costume to share with our other guests. They're going to see things like special foods, special drinks. We even have some mocktails called Pixie Potion and the Purple People Eater. And then we have special activities, which we've never offered in the past. Um, We have a pumpkin express that goes out to our pumpkin patch. Mm. Guests are going to be able to bring back that pumpkin and decorate it. We're going to allow them to make masks here at the park. And guests are going to see a costume parade a couple times a day. Uh, We have a a deadly duo that will be playing in our lakeside beer garden with some spooky family music. Um, This is very much a spooky, kooky event. Mm -hmm. It is definitely not something to scare people. Um, It's very family-oriented. I'm thrilled to hear that. Anybody who listens to this show often uh, might know that I'm, I just, don't like the scary stuff. The news is scary enough these days, so that's all I need. So this sounds like a lot of fun with for the kids and everything. I see that you know you you have a professional pumpkin carver show, but before I ask you about that, I was surprised when you said that the kids get to go to a pumpkin patch. Did you actually did you actually grow pumpkins on the property? We did not. We have some special Michigan farmers who have done that for us, but definitely they're going to get that opportunity to decorate their own special pumpkin. Um, Like I said, make a mask. We have um, some really fun games, like we have a skeletons of fun game strip. And the most exciting part is we have a trunks or treat trail. And if anyone remembers our Bebop Boulevard ride, We have taken some of those classic cars and turned them into some really coolly decorated tricks and treats vehicles where they can get their candy. Yeah, these these trunk or treat trails are becoming more and more common uh, with all the strange things happening these days. I know a lot of parents just don't feel comfortable sending off their kids to go from household to household. So this is a, a really good option. And basically, uh, there'll be people at each of your uh, your cars there, and uh, they're handing out uh, different types of candy to the kids as they go from one to another? Yes, it will take place inside the park along our boardwalk along the lake, and each of these themed cars will also have a themed actor with it that will be giving out the treats. So it's going to be a really unique experience, very much Halloween decor. Now, I thought I was a pretty good pumpkin carver when my son was was young, and I, I put a little time into learning how you can uh, carve the kind of the exterior out, but not all the way through if you want to allow some light through. And I thought I was pretty good until I saw a professional carver and was totally depressed after that because, man, oh, man, they're really good. And you're going to have demos? 
he is going to be here or she, depending on who's here that day, and they're going to do some professional demos. Um, Our pumpkin decorating for young families will be much simpler than that, but I, I agree with you. I think it will be so amazing to watch someone who's a professional do this. It's a piece of art. I, I, you know, it's it's one of those things, kind of like sand um, sand sculpture people yeah. who are really good at it. They make this beautiful thing, and then it's gone. Same thing with the pumpkins, but at least you can find out how to do it uh, for the future, watching them a little bit. Now, what's the Scalibration Dance Party? The Scalibration Dance Party will also take place several times a day. Uh, there'll be great music that reminds us all of the Holland, Halloween time of year. And then, you know, on top of everything else, we are still Michigan's adventure. So we will not have every uh, ride in our park open, but there is a list on our website of family rides that we will also be operating during, the, during this event. So it's going to be very, very uniquely Michigan's adventure. Oh, that that's cool. I didn't know you were doing that. The uh, Ghoulish Golf, um, I don't remember if you have a mini golf there, so you're going to have like a mini golf course? We do. We have a mini golf course. Oh. It's normally called Rocky Point. It will be transformed into Ghoulish Golf, which will be themed with different characters. Um, I have not seen them yet, but I've heard it's going to be very cool. Oh, fun. Now, um, I know you have like an entire Peanuts characters section at the park, which is, I mean, what a coup. So you have Snoopy and Charlie Brown and all that. Um, Are are they going to be involved in the, the Halloween program? They are, and our our family has grown a little this year. Um, Camp Snoopy will be open, and the rides in Camp Snoopy, and that's where Snoopy and Lucy and Charlie Brown have always lived. Um, They are being joined now by Linus and Sally, and just like the families that are visiting, they're going to have their own special costumes on. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great deal of fun, and I'm really thrilled to see that you're um, you're you're trying this this year. I bet it's going to be a great success. I'm looking forward to many years more of the uh, the Halloween program called Tricks and Treats at Michigan's Adventure. If you'd like to find out more about this event that goes through October 15, go to this website, myadventure.com. That is miadventure.com. And our thanks to Lori Bolenbeck for being with us today. It always comes at this time, and I'm always sorry that it did. It's it's already time for us to wrap up the program, but I'm looking forward to talking to you next week right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.